Blog Talk Radio. Be here. No 
right. Yeah, William, I, I, I hit up William. I said, William, I need an artist. I need an artist for, for Wednesday night, man. I forgot all about, you know, trying to get one, you know, over the weekend. You know how busy you get. So he said, I got, I got a good one for you. So he sent you over <laughs> our way. So welcome. <laughs> hey, hey, let's do this. <laughs> I know it's a Virginia thing. I know it's a Virginia thing, so it's, it's all good. So Chesapeake, Virginia, it's correct? It's a VA thing. Okay. Yes, right. actually, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. Okay, Norfolk. Okay, I went to school at Norfolk State way back, way back when, way back when, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so you know yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good seafood and good okay. beaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> good people. <laughs> That's right, good people. Yep, we got what you got. Sulfur, you have uh, Portsmouth. Uh, what else is yep. what do they call it? The five cities, right? Chesapeake. Yeah, Chesapeake and North, uh, Newport, Hampton. Yeah, there's Hampton, Hampton Roads, all that. Okay. Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I know a little bit, a little, yep. little something, something. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You've been stomping on these grounds a little bit. Yeah, when I wasn't paying attention at uh, Norfolk State, I was over there at Hampton, you know, <laughs> back in them days. Uh, at Hampton University. Oh, yeah. Learning something other than mm-hmm. biology and, you know, sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's right. <laughs> well, again, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about who Hope Cherie is. Well, again, I'm from Hampton Roads, Virginia. I am an author, singer, radio host. Um, I have my own show, A Dose of Hope Radio, as well. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm all these wonderful things. I'm just, you know, an all-around positive and inspirational person. I like to call myself a kindness coach because that is that is just who I am, all things good, positive, and kind. That's what I represent. So that's who I am. Wow. You said an author as well? What's what, uh, what your yes. latest book? What's your latest book entitled? It's called It's called He Taught Me, and it's basically a book of all the things that God has taught me over the uh, you know duration of my life. And so I, I love to put out positive quotes and stuff like that. We're always putting out something positive that you know to get people minds thinking. And so basically, I've been doing that for over like a ten year period, just kind of putting them out on social media and all that kind of stuff. And then one day it dawned on me to put all of these quotes in like a collective um, effort, and that's how I came out with the book he taught me. Oh wow! Oh wow! Huh? I'm, you know, I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to have to link you with uh, Miss uh, Sharon May King out there in uh, California. She has a, a author show that she does. She broadcasts mm-hmm. live through Zoom, and she does it for the. Oh, okay. um, for you know the entrepreneurs and authors because mm-hmm. she's a big 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 time author herself, and I'm going to have to link you oh, up awesome. with her, get you on her show, and then um, another show I'm going to reach out to um, Shanta Gibson. That's Tyrese Gibson's sister. She has a show in okay. uh, Dallas, Texas, and she pretty much you know looks out for the this you know um, uh, you know power. Women in power, you know, doing their thing, yeah, that type of show. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to link yeah. you up with, with those two ladies and uh, get you, you know, get you some more exposure for what you do, you know, on the East Coast and Virginia and everything it. like that. Oh, yeah, no problem. That's what we do here on the Hilltop Radio Show. We're we're a family, but we do a lot of networking and help, you know, artists and 
and such people as your caliber, you know, in, in, in networking. Networking is the biggest thing in this industry, and a lot of people don't really know how to network, right? But we network to the fullest. Yes. So we're going to yes. get it's you linked up with those young ladies. That's right. Oh, thank so, you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, no, no problem. So tell us, what what is the biggest, before I, uh, I get the other two, our other two guests, um, ask you questions. I want to ask this question to you. What is the biggest mm-hmm. negative in our Christian life? What is the biggest negative there is in, in, in Christians today? That we've forgotten how to love. There you go. Tell us a little bit more about that, that for the people out there that don't I understand that. that. <laughs> I think that love covers everything. You know, God said one of the biggest commands that I give of you is to love. So basically, of all the things that he's commanded us to do, the greatest thing that he's commanded us to do is love. And I think throughout the whole hustle and bustle of life and just, you know, everybody out for their own and wanting to do their own thing and and wanting to be, you know, their own level of greatness, we've forgotten that God put us here to love, to show people his, to show people him through love, you know, and the things that we are able to do for people, how we can help people. We're never, I don't think we were ever meant to just kind of be on our own and off on our own stuff because we do more and better when we're together. And I think that, you know, just like think about it this way. You know Mm -hmm. how when 9-11 hit, the whole country just kind of came together in this big movement of love? Every time there's a tornado or a hurricane, everybody's kind of pulling together in this thing of love, that is the only time that we seem to be able to get anything accomplished because I just feel like things only happen when love happens. And I think as, you know, as from kingdom and Christian, I think we've, we've kind of lost that, that love covers everything. And I agree with you. Do you think that love, we, we've lost love in our family as well with family? You think we lost it with yeah. family too? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people don't even, I think social media helped that a little bit. People don't, you know, you can have, you have cousins and stuff in your family that you may have been close with. And now the only time you see them is on social media or on Facebook, you know, or something like that, or you see them at the funeral. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's, I think true. that's happening. Yeah, I think it's happening oh, with really? a lot of families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just see them at the funeral, you know, and people are just forgetting that love is the number one thing that we were created to do. Do you, you think that, and and I'm not knocking any, you know, what church is doing on Sunday. Do you think we're we're moving away from that on Sundays, preaching? You know, if you understand hmm. what I'm saying. I would do you think we? Yes, I would have. Okay. Yes. Yes, I, I have, but I think that, again, you know, COVID kind of ushered that in. COVID, I'm sorry, it ushered that in, um, where people can stay home and watch church now. You know, they don't necessarily have to go into the church. People are afraid to do that, you know, from a safety standpoint. And I think that it truly has gotten people away from it. But I don't think that's the only thing that has gotten people away from it. I think it's a lot of inconsistencies unfortunately, and again, to me, it all goes back to we've forgotten to love. You know, somebody comes into church and they don't look like we want them to and they don't smell like we want them to, and we're ready to send them back out the door. They don't belong here. And I think that that over, you know, across the board is the issue. 
people don't wow. feel like they're somewhere that they they can be. Like they want it, you know. I think when I first yeah. came in, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there's a bit of a delay, so I don't want to seem like I'm cutting you off. Oh, no, um, no, no. Go, but, ahead. Um, Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I think that, mm-hmm. like, when I first came into the church, I was I, I was an R&B all my life. I sung R&B. I was on tour with Genuine and, you know, and Missy and in that camp with Timberland and all that stuff. Did all of that stuff. Um, was on tour with major artists. And then I decided one day I wasn't going to do that anymore and that I wanted to, you know, give God my life. Somebody had slipped up and gave me a Now CD, and I think Kirk Franklin was on there and C.C. Winans and Marvin Sapp, and I started wanting to know more about this God that they were talking about. And I started going to church, and, and then I decided I don't even – I had a hot new song that was out, and I decided right in that moment that I, I don't even want to do this anymore. I want to sing for the Lord. Just cold turkey, I'm going to sing for the Lord. And that wow. is what I ended up doing. But when I came over into the church, I had no real prior knowledge because my family was not a church family. Uh, we didn't go. And so when I came into uh, the fold, I guess I could say, I thought it was going to be a whole different environment. I was going to have all these people around me that were just going to be, you know, just so loving. And, and I didn't get that. I didn't get that. And so one of the things I tell people all the time is when you're new to church, you have to truly be in it for God. He has to be your sole relationship because people are just going to be people. So so let me ask you this. Uh, so what type of backlash did you get leaving the R&B world and going to gospel? What type of backlash did you get? Did people did backlash, and there's two questions. The ba- what type of backlash you get, and did some people understand why you went that way? Um, I would say I wouldn't. I do have think that there was a, a certain level of people who understood um, and who commended it because, like, to leave from you know a great song that you're just putting out and clubs are calling you from all over the place to saying I don't want to go no more. I mean, that's commendable. But at the same time, I think there was a lot of people that looked at me. This was back in 2000, the year of 2000. So I think there was a lot of people that looked at me like, oh wow, here she is. You know, she's singing because I still had an R&B sound. So they're like, she's singing, you know, R&B. She thinks she's talking about gospel. And then I've even had a lot of high-up industry heads tell me, like, well, you're not really a gospel product, you know. And I'm sitting here in tears because I'm saying, well, why? I, I sing about Jesus. It's coming from my heart. I love God. I don't even understand what a gospel product is. And I was being told that I was not that. And so that was tough. That was tough. But what it taught me in the long run, is that my relationship with God is just that, and I'm what I, I'm going to do what I'm called to do, and I'm going to reach who He called me to reach, regardless of what anybody thinks about it. And so it, it really has blessed me in my journey and my walk. Wow, wow! All right, you guys, this is a gospel radio show with the one and only Miss Hope Cherie is with us live. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to Miss Peggy. Miss Peggy, go ahead and ask your questions for Miss Hope Cherie. Hello and good evening. Um, What do you see, Ella? um, What do you see is the biggest challenge uh, for artists today? Um, To truly be authentic and live in that space. I think a lot of artists, um, they come out, especially when they're new, they pattern themselves 
after what they think is already working. And again, that goes back to God. It goes back to how did God create you? Did he, you know, what did he put inside of you? What makes you unique? What makes you different? Because we all are. And I don't think that new artists are really um, mentally ready to channel that thing. Like you come out, you're different. Nobody's heard you before, your style before, your type. They don't know how to just stick with that. They'll go and emulate something that's already working. And unfortunately, it never works that way because that's not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. And um, yeah. what um, what are your rehearsals uh, generally like? Um, and how do you prepare for a live show? Wow. Um, my rehearsals are fun. <laughs> Let's just say that. I have been singing with the same, uh, I would say, um, background, um, or I don't want to call them background, but um, singers for years. I mean, literally for 12 years. And so mm-hmm. they, we know each other. We're like family. We love each other. So when we get together, it is always a good time. Um, Lisa and Therese are the main two that I have, but we just have a good time. And then we rehearse. We do we just go over the show just like it was live. We go through the same emotions and feelings and all that good stuff so that when we do do it live, it's just like we're just having another rehearsal. We're having another good time. And um, we don't have to do a lot of rehearsing, um, which is good because we, like I said, we have that chemistry. so important to be able to just jive and have chemistry. They know exactly where I'm going before I go there. So it, it just makes it a beautiful experience. Yes, yes, it just have that feeling, y'all. Yes. Um, okay, well, I'm going to turn it back over to DJ Sean. Uh, we're just excited um, to hear your music and to be in your presence. Thank you, DJ Sean. Thank you. All right, Thank Mr. No Webin, welcome to the show. You want to ask Miss Cherie anything there, my brother? I, I do. Uh, how you doing, uh, ma'am? Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine. Uh I have a, Good. I just, I just have a simple question. I have a ch- uh, church background, uh, and I still go, uh, whether it's uh, online or in person. But most of the time, people start in church and then go to R and B or non gospel. It's very rare that they mm-hmm. go from R and B or non gospel mm-hmm. to gospel. It's, it, that's rare. That that rarely happens. You know. Yeah. So so what. So when you tra- made the transition and you say when you went into the church, they say you was unchurchy, so to speak. How did you handle that? I didn't know how to back then. I mean, we, we, we're literally talking like uh, 20, 20, almost 22 years ago. So I oh, didn't know deep. how to handle that being, yeah, so being so young, I did not know how to handle that. I really, it was a culture shock because I really thought that in my mind going to the church, these are going to be just some open and forgiving people that is just going to flow. I just thought, I don't know what I thought it was going to be just heavenly. <laughs> and yeah, it yeah, turned yeah. out like, like, whoa, what just happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but what I did, what I did learn is that um, what I was doing for God was greater. I had no real, let me say, I, I didn't grow up in the church, so I didn't have any real tie to it other than the fact that I felt, that this was God, where, where God called me to be. So when I was doing this R&B thing, I was out here on the road, you know, traveling, doing all this stuff, and somebody gave me that CD. I started listening to it. It started absorbing, 
I started saying, wait a minute, you know, who is God? What is, what is this Jesus? What is all of this? And the feelings that came with that, I, it felt right. And so when I went into the church and started singing in the church and I saw that, you know, what I was doing wasn't accepted readily, it was okay. It was like, okay, God, well, I'm still going to do what you called me to do. And it's funny because I had one bishop that came to me one day, and he, he whispered in my ear, and he said, don't ever stop doing what you're doing. He said, I promise you, he said, the world is going to catch up to you. And it's so funny because when I listen to gospel radio now, it sounds very much like what I came in the door yes, doing 22 yes, years ago. And when I said that, I said, wow, you know, and, and Pastor Andre Crouch, I don't know if you, you know who he is. I know who you're talking um, about. Yeah. He sat down with me at a lunch one day, and I had just finished singing. I had just came off the stage, and he told um, one of the people that on staff, he said, go get that girl. He said, I, I want to sit down with her. And we sat down, and we had lunch together, which was just him and I. And he said to me, don't ever change who you are. He mm-hmm. said, when I came out, Everybody thought contemporary gospel was, uh, you know, was a shame. And he said, and I kept doing what God called me to do. He said, I'm going to tell you, he said, don't you ever change what God called you to do. Don't be different for anyone. He said, there's a space for you. Yeah. And I yeah. never forgot and, and, that. And I want to say this, and this is the last thing. Uh, it's it's great. It's awesome to hear the fact that you didn't quit because that could have damaged you, and you could have just went back out in the world, just went crazy. You know what I'm saying? And and the church mm-hmm. would have blamed you. The church would have blamed you. You know, blah 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 blah, because they didn't embrace you. You know, they didn't embrace you yeah. like they should have. You know, so so mm-hmm. and a lot of times, 22 years ago, they didn't know either. But it still was. I'm pretty sure it, it wasn't right for them to say that. But I'm just so glad you didn't quit. I, I, I'm I'm honored by the fact that you kept going. So. I wanted to know that, so I appreciate that you didn't quit. Oh, no problem. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't quit. I mean, like you was, I was uh, sharing in my bio and stuff. You know, God has really allowed me to, to just flourish in this thing. I mean, and it really is all because I didn't quit. Like nothing was really given to me. So at the end of the day, I've had to fight <laughs> for everything in this industry that that, that God had for me. And and it's okay, you know, it's okay because now I'm just a I'm just a well rounded person. I'm excited, you know, I don't know if you know, but I'm in Voices of Fire, which is Pharrell Williams Choir. We just did a show on Netflix. And so, um, a lot of this stuff is just that God has allowed me to do just to be in, in front of, you know, eight million households doing what I do is a beautiful thing, especially when people were shunning it in the beginning. So now it's just yeah. kind of like, hey y'all. Yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. You, you, you remind me of Shirley Murdoch. Yes, yes. I saw her on Unsung the other day, and it hit me like, wow, it really did. I saw the similarity. Oh yeah, I, I was going to say that myself when uh, when William sent me your stuff. I was like, wow, she looks like somebody I know. <laughs> Charlie Murdoch, yeah, okay, here we go. That is uh, anything, funny. <laughs> anything else, Mr. No Weapon? Oh, that's it. Uh, I just want, like I said, I'm really glad to have you, uh, and I'm glad, I'm sure everybody else feels the same way. So go ahead with your Shirley Murdoch thing yourself. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys, too. That's awesome. Any moment that you know, we can share what God has put in us is an awesome thing. So thank you.
So, uh, again, this is the Gossip Radio Show right here on Hilltop Radio Show. You guys out there listening, we have the one and only uh, Miss Hope, Cherie. It seems like, you know, I'm reading your accomplishments and stuff like that, and uh, it seems like your best, well, I'm not going to say your best year, but it seemed like the year that you really, you know, done your thing was 2013. That year is special for you in some ways, right? You got a lot accomplished to get to where you at today, correct? I would say that. Yes, and let me let me just tell you how, how um, what am I about to say? I can't think of the word. How great that is that you brought that up. Because in that year, I was actually the GMWA Chairman's Choice Artist of the Year, right? That It was like, I got the artist for the one to watch. This is the one to watch. And it's funny because people within that same family were the main ones who were telling me that I was not a gospel product. Wow. And so it's funny how things turn around <laughs> and when they turn around. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. you Billboard magazine, you know, uh, uh, Gospel's Most Added Song of the Week, USA Today. I mean, uh, media-based top 30 listing. I mean, that's that's a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and now, <laughs> tell us, now you have your own show. Tell us a little bit about your own show before we uh, we're gonna we're gonna take you back in time before we get to your your latest uh, single. Uh, and there's a reason okay. why I did that because when I, when I got your music, uh, me and me and the young lady that you know that handles my booking for me, I said I said this I said this young lady has to have more music somewhere. So next thing I know, she says I found it. I found some music. So you but you was uh-huh. using a different last name. So I was like, oh yeah, we gonna go get all that old stuff and play it tonight for her. So we're gonna take you back in time. Yeah, you know, different different style, different hair, do and everything. So yeah, we're gonna take you back. Take you back yeah, take you back for a little bit tonight. But uh uh tell us a little bit about your radio show and you know, on um what you're doing over there in, in Virginia. Okay. Um my my radio show is called A Dose of Hope Radio and basically it's centered on positivity and inspiration. We bring on authors, we bring on um, musical guests, but we like to dig deep into um, saying or or talking about topics that encourage people. So, um, you know, we look at people who may have, let's say, you know, I had a guest who she has no arms and um, limited use of her legs. I have had guests who are severely deformed. Um, You know, just different things may have happened to them and most people would look at them and say, oh, gosh, you know, write them off. They can't do anything. And these people have truly overcome the odds. You know, they don't have, they may not have any legs. Or Like one of the guys, he's just a torso. He has no arms and no legs. But these people are out here doing things that you cannot imagine. Like they're living full lives. They're working jobs. They're driving cars. They're, you know, they have businesses and they're, they're national speakers and all this kind of stuff. But when you look at them, it's like, how in the world are they doing that? And so that's the type of people that we bring on our show, people who are just, you know, or either they're, they've just been through horrible circumstances and, and they, you know, they're okay from it. You know, I had a man on today, we was talking today, and he lost his, his son committed suicide, his daughter mm-hmm. died in a car accident. His, I mean, it, it's like five immediate people in his family that died all in a year's time. And he's a pastor. 
And so mm-hmm. his wife actually, you know, kind of lost herself and said, I, you know, I don't know if I believe God anymore. But at the end of the day, now they have um, a whole a pastorship over a million people in the UK who they pastor. So it's like these people have overcome incredible odds, and these are the people that I bring to the world because I want people to know that I don't care how bad it gets, it's always worse for someone else, and you too can get through this process. And so that's what my show is about. You come on and, every week, every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I was getting ready to tell you that. I'm sorry. Go ahead and uh, give the info information out there. I'm okay. sorry for cutting you off. Yeah. No problem. No problem. We come on every week, um, every Wednesday. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on um, Amazon. I mean, pretty much anywhere you get your music um, and podcast, you can find it. It's called A Dose of Hope Radio. If you Google search, it's right there. We have a new show every Wednesday. And um, it's it's just amazing. It's in seventy countries, and we're just doing our thing with it. So I'm I'm excited to be able to bring something like that to the world. It's really exciting. You guys can also go to uh, the website adoseofhope.org, uh, and that gives you everything yes. you need to know about Miss Hope Sharia. You know, you yes. go to her radio. <laughs> I'm reading Who Is Hope. You know, she got be inspired mm-hmm. and everything right here on. You know, you guys can check her music out, everything. Even the music that I found, she has on here as well, too. So you'll be able to go way back, way back to her younger <laughs> years. No, oh, man. Lord, I'm nervous. I'm about to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too far back. No, I'm about to well, <laughs> well, we're getting ready to get into some music, y'all, right here on the Gospel Show. we got the one and only, the talented young lady. Miss uh, Hope Cherie will be right back. This is the one I, I love. This one is called Try Jesus. We'll be right back.
that's Tribe Jesus. I told you I was going to take you back in time. Yeah. I am <laughs> so dead right now. <laughs> I have not heard that song probably in 15 years. I, oh, my God. That was literally, in, I did that like in 1999. That's how old, oh, we went way, oh, okay. You went way back. But can you imagine uh, me singing something like that? Twenty something years ago, in got in a church, they would have. Oh my God, what is wrong with this girl? They would all know if somebody get her down from the steps. Oh, we got to get her on out of this church, y'all. Oh, everybody, please yeah. come to the pulpit. Let's pray yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> Did it kick her out? Did it kick her out? Yeah. Somebody grab yeah. a hole. I gotta put a whole bottle of hole on this. Where the holy water at? Oh Lord, somebody come get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, see, now you understand. <laughs> Everybody, stand oh and just, just throw your hand and face it to her and, and close your eyes with me. <laughs> Let's pray for her. <laughs> get this that is double demon. Get this, get this double demon out of her. I don't know what she's thinking. It ain't yeah. gospel. <laughs> Oh, that man. is so true, though. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I'm 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 sitting here looking at your, you know, looking at your music, you know, from the, you know, the very first one, "Try Jesus," all the way to, you know, to the one we're going to get into later. Um, your maturity, just by the pictures, you, it seems like you mature each each CD that you put up. You you matured a lot just by looking at your pictures. Yeah. You know. How, yes, how does that make you absolutely. feel? You going back 15 years, and then you know when you started until now. How does that make you feel as an artist that you're still doing it, you're still wow. there, and you're still climbing? Mm-hmm. It's really like it makes you feel good. It's, it makes me feel really accomplished. I mean, just I have literally have not listened to that song probably in 15 years, but uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really makes me feel accomplished because I'm listening to it and I'm cringing like, ah! <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> and then, you know, just to, just to be where I am now, it's like, wow, like I truly have come a long way. And that's what we're supposed to do in life, right? We're supposed right. to evolve. We're supposed to grow. We, I mean, if I was still the same, then it would be something wrong with me. So um, oh, yeah. just excited. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, you know, I know, I know you don't sing that, you know, you're that that type of but I know tomorrow when you go out to, you know, the grocery store tomorrow, you're gonna be jamming to that song when you get in the car or truck tomorrow when you go to the grocery store. You gonna sneak it in there. Oh. <laughs> they gonna DJ show and got me going back fifteen years and playing my C D. <laughs> I know. He no, he ain't waiting for that. You got me on that one. No one has ever done that to me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's um, you know, you know, radio and you know, TV. We have to take the listeners back when, when you know, when you first came, you know, you were whoever. That's on. We got to take you. Mm-hmm. We got to take them back and let them hear what it was yesteryears to what it is today. That's why you know I yeah. heard your music. Yeah. I listen to your music, and that's why I can say. You know, your, if everybody could go to your website and check, see what I'm saying, the maturity level of the pictures on your CDs from then until now, you know, is mature, mm-hmm. you know, not only yeah, as an artist, yeah. but as a person, too. 
not only as an artist, as a you said you're a mother, you're a grandmother, you know as well too. So yeah, yeah. uh huh. You're everyday well. And you know, um, I've had to thank you. I've had to do a lot of things um, on my own. You know, I've had to figure it out, especially not having um, you know I'm not rich, so you know just having to figure out how to do things. And I've learned a lot um, graphically. And just, so that's not, the only way I've grown is not just singing, but I've grown. Like now I'm a graphic designer. I build websites. I have my own marketing firm. Um, And it's all true. I write press releases, all kinds of stuff. But it's only because I've had to do it for myself. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. You got Hope Sheree right here on the Gospel Radio Show. Oh, wow. Yes. So all these these Mm -hmm. covers you did yourself? All your covers? Uh, Every one on... of them. Wow. Every, all my covers, if you go to my website, all the graphic designs, my radio show, I, I do all the graphics myself, everything. You're a bad girl. Go ahead, girl. As uh, Martin <laughs> said, you go, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm going to take you, next song, we're gonna, I'm going to take you back in time again, you know, a little bit of time. Let me see how many. How many CDs ago I'm that was? Now, I don't even know what you're gonna do. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a. Uh, I'm gonna take you back again. I think that was uh, six CDs ago. Here we go. Release me. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
right, all right. We're going back in time a little bit. Miss Hope, uh-huh. right. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my homework on you. We, I was up till me and uh, Miss Yolanda, we was up until I think about, uh, as soon as I got off the show last night, we were up searching, and that's when we, we searched oh, hard. Oh, wow. I said, I said <laughs> no, I said, it's got to be more than one song under 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 her name i said it's got to be more more you know more than one song so then yeah next thing i know i'm searching and she says oh i found it it's another name i said okay there it is yeah yeah i tried to rebrand go ahead go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry i was trying to rebrand everything and um, it was Hope Cherie, and then it was Hope, well, my name is Hope Cherie, it was Hope Cherie Askew, but then I uh, unfortunately got divorced, and um, and I just wanted to rebrand and, and do something different and do something fresh and new, and, you know, and release me, that, that song really brought me back because that song was tough for me because uh, it came at a time when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and oh, wow. um. And I realized, you know, I woke up one day, guys, and I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my legs. And I, was, I remember sitting on the side of the bed being numb from the chest down, not really knowing what was wrong with me. This was in 2009. And then it took me four years to get diagnosed. And so um, just the toll that it took, you know, and it, it, was just, it was something to deal with and not being able to really walk like you want to and stuff like that and losing that control. And then I ended up. Um, having to go on injections, and I was putting three injections a week in my stomach, and just uh, having to live that way tied to an illness was really tough for me. And so that song basically is me singing, saying, God, release me from this pain. It felt like a prison. And so that's what that song was. So while you were playing it, I was just sitting here like, oh, my God, because I'm not in that place anymore, and I'm not on any medications for it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, my sister has uh, what you just said. That's a big word to say right now. Tongue-tied for me. Multiple sclerosis. There you go, multiple (laughs) sclerosis. Because everybody knows I'm bad with names and words sometimes. But, yeah, my sister, Mm -hmm. she went through it, you know, every now and then. It'll it'll act up on her and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. She's a soldier. Mm -hmm. She's hanging. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, she's a soldier, and she's hanging tough, so. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. good. Yep, yep. You can get through it. It, it. It's definitely something you can survive. You can get through it. You just have to put your mind in the right place and, and put your mind to it, you know, and you can get through it. But that's what that song was. So I was just like, wow. I remember singing that song before crowds and, and people and crying out to, for God to release me from this pain. I remember that. Um, and he did it. He did it. Wow. Uh, Mr. No Weapon, release me. What do you think about I, I that love song? it, man. Uh, it, it, it made me smile. You know what I'm saying? I think if you played it in a cemetery, they'd probably get up and give you the thumbs up. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, now, now, I don't know. Now, now, if they get up in a cemetery, I don't know if I'm going to stick around. I love Jesus, but, but I, I, I'm going to let y'all have that. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but, but also, yes, yes. one last thing. Also, I like the song Try Jesus, and I, and I can see. You know, because because I first got saved in 1993, and, and you know, I, I played the talk box, and I couldn't I couldn't have done that in church back then. Now you can do it, but but so so I kind of uh-huh. feel your pain. So 
try Jesus. But I understand it's so upbeat, they would probably say, nah, this is not it. But it's an excellent song. Not everybody's doing it, but I can see back then why, you know, you, you probably got criticized back then for that song. But it's a great song. It's mm-hmm, a great song. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It, it, hey, it was about try, telling people to try Jesus. You know, it wasn't about the world. It wasn't about bling, bling and all that stuff. Like, get your mind off of that. It really is about God. And it was trying to bring people who didn't know God back to it. And, you know, it's funny because God said to me, when I started singing gospel, God said to me, he said, I'm going to bring you back to R&B one day. He said, but it won't be, you won't have to change when you go back. And I never understood what that meant until probably two weekends ago. Um, I've been on some major stages here lately, and, like, I did a show with Parliament Funkadelic um, a couple what? weeks ago. And so I was able Hold to... Up. Yes. Wait I was, a minute. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, DJ Parliament, Chuck liked that. He liked that. Parliament Funkadelic? Oh, man. To my favorite. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm they, sorry. They, they ain't coming. They, oh, wow. Go ahead, boy. Go ahead and finish out. Uh, I don't imagine that <laughs> after the backstage. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it, the thing is, you know, it, it was like Trouble Funk was there. It was like a huge funk um, festival. But what I'm, what I've been doing with Half Hope is my new single. Is God has been allowing me to go into places that are not, um, are not, a, not, not Christian or gospel. They're, I'm going in as a motivational figure. And so when I go in and I sing about having hope, it's because the world is going nuts. You know, everything is going crazy. People don't know what to do anymore. People have lost hope. And so God has given me a song with a powerful message and has allowed me to go and, and do a motivational moment on a platform with Parliament Funkadelic and, and people like that. And so, I mean, it's, I can't even tell you all the stuff that, that this gear Andy comes to the pipe, down the pipe, but it's all on secular platforms. And so God, again, when he said to me, I'm going to send you back, and you won't even have to change, I understand now what that means. Wow. Miss Peggy, go ahead. You are just truly energy, and you are a gift to our world, and we truly need that, and we need you. And more, you are spiritually uplifting, um, just Amen. with your with your your energy, um, just with everything within you, you are truly a gift, and I, we thank you, E.J. Sean. All right, thank you so um, much. I appreciate that. Um, hope uh, one more time. Let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and your website, and where they can go find your music. Um, you can find me on adoseofhope.org. That is what, my, my, what I call my hub. Everything, me, is there. Um, and also, um, you can just Google search A Dose of Hope Radio because I'm uh, A Dose of Hope Radio on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And you can also find me at Hope Sharice Stith, S-T-I-T-H, which is my, um, just my regular old Facebook. So I'm everywhere. Just Google search Hope Sharice <laughs> and it'll come up. And then you can also Google search Hope Ask You too because that's my former name. I'm looking at your, you know, I'm looking at some of your CDs. Uh, w E K S A Music is that the label you with? Is that a label? Yes, that um, Wexa Music. 
Um, okay. It's my record label slash entertainment company, but really it's Askew backwards. My last name was Askew. Oh, and wow. And so I had my you own, I own, my own record label, and I switched it around. I was, oh, <laughs> wow. Was yeah, yeah. yeah, I was I was uh, backstage mm-hmm. with Parliament Funkadelics, too. You didn't see me. I was up in the risers. You know, now nah, I'm just messing with oh, you. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, it was a good time. I'm I'm just I'm just floored with what doing. I mean, I was called to DC a couple of about a month ago to open um uh to do a motivational moment to sing my new song for the mayor, and then we were just out there at Ben Chili Bowl. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Oh that yeah. That is a famous place where Obama went, and I was saying that you know he he has to go to Ben Chili Bowl when he's in DC, and so it's just that place is historical. And we did a show right on the side of the building. Um, and the whole, I mean, the city was out. It was packed. Everybody was out there. And then to be able to open up for the mayor and do a motivational moment um, for, you know, the citizens of Washington, D.C., it just, God, is just amazing. It's amazing. Sure is. You, you're, well, you're part of the DMV. They don't, they don't know that, but you are part of the DMV. The DMV home. Yes, I am. Uh, Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. And that oh, yeah. song released me. Um, that song released me actually um, one. It was awarded uh, number one song in the DMV area. Oh, wow. I want to say when it was. I forget what year it was. I want to say it was like 2012 or 2014, but it was the number. It was uh, it won um, number one song in the DMV area. Yep. God is good, ain't he? <laughs> sure is. Oh yeah, um, DM, DMV award released me song of the year 2013, and you won female artist of the 2013. year. 2013. Mm-hmm. See, I told you 2013 was your year. That's, I mean, you know, <laughs> up till up till now, you know what I'm saying? You you really, you, I mean, you accomplished a lot even before then. But it seems like your best year coming into um, gospel was, you know, really people really recognize you and what you were doing, you know, really doing that's for what, um, well, music. That's when it took a turn, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you was. Yeah, is, uh, I mean, I would say that. Yeah. You won the title of uh, GMWA Chairman's Choice Artist of the Year, same year, 2013. You know, mm-hmm. you've done a lot. Yeah. And then right after that, you went on a tour, I went on a European tour of Italy and Switzerland. I did oh, wow. 17 cities in 20 days in Italy and Switzerland, and uh, that was crazy because I lived on a tour bus for literally 20 days. Wow! So you're yeah, international. You're internationally known. Okay, so we gotta oh, we gotta yeah. start putting that internationally known, Miss Hope Cherie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh so yeah. Don't get it. Oh, don't yeah. get it twisted now. Don't get it twisted. International. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Yo. So tell us about this new single, this new high single, Half Hope. Tell us about that. This song is the theme song, actually, to my radio show. Um, the radio show is called, you know, it goes radio, and this is Half Hope 2.0. It's actually a song that I put out in 2008, um, but I just couldn't let it rest. So. Mm-hmm. With everything that's going on in the world today and how just crazy everything is, um, how hopeless it seems to be for so many people. 
um, I thought it was would be appropriate to bring it back out. And it basically just says, have hope. I don't care what's going on in your life. Um, actualize your dreams. You know, don't give up. Just keep pushing. Keep moving. If you got a business you want to start, do it. You want to lose weight, get it done. You know, it, it just basically says, have hope. Don't give up on God because he has not given up on us. So that's just basically what it is. I don't care what you see around you. Don't give up. So before I go on this song, I have one more question to ask you. The pandemic, mm-hmm. did that did that help your career or or it kind of like stop your career? How, how did you go about that? You know, a year off, couldn't do anything, couldn't go outside, couldn't, you know, do this, couldn't do that. You know, how did it, did that help you with understanding who you are as an artist or it didn't? It did. It it absolutely absolutely did not affect me at all, um, in a negative way. Um, I am. It allowed me to really hone in on some skills that I had decided that I didn't need. <laughs> you know, from uh, like I said, from the graphic design, from just the, the business um, aspect of myself. I went to college. I have a master's degree in business administration, and that was not something that I was working in. And so um, it just kind of really helped me at the end of the day. It helped me to sit down and decide and really pray about, get some quiet time about what God was really doing in my life. And so with that being said, um, I came out so much better and stronger than I did going in. All right, you guys, this is the Gospel mm-hmm. Radio Show. Here it is. Uh, Hope, go ahead and uh, shout out your your new uh, hot track, um, Have Hope, right here live on a radio show for us okay this is my newest single it is called half hope 2.0 i hope you love it we have a video that just came out about it i think it's probably at somewhere like 2000 2500 views or something but please go and check out the video it's on my youtube channel for joseph hope radio it's called half hope 2.0 and um here it is i hope you like it Sometimes you gotta fight it, gotta fight it hard I know 
If God gave it to you, you're going to get it. He's going to see you through. Don't worry about the time or the day. Know that God is going to make a way. Stand up and believe in yourself so you can do it. Hey, hey, just have hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got to have hope. Responding a while ago, 
and um, mm. I'm going through that right now. And I just got a call from Debo Weiss. Um, he's doing good. The John um he he had to um, get his kidneys um, back apart, and the doc, and the, um, the stuff they went through today went fine. So he's responding. He's doing well. So I just give y'all that information that y'all know how he's doing. All right. And I say God is Amen. good all the time. He might not come yes, when you want, but he's right on time. That's, so that's Sean, why I play more. Okay, big brother. Appreciate you, man. Love you, y'all, man. Y'all, y'all keep me in prayer, man. All right, brother. Amen. All right, Wish you well. Amen. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. It's always something, man. Always something. Always something. It is. Devil, it is. It really just, is. My grandma yeah. used to say it's always something, then you die. Yeah. The devil just don't <laughs> want nobody to do nothing behind this day going <sighs> nonsense that's going on, man, in this world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they want you to take yep. shots. Now they want to control you and this and that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gone. This world has gone crazy. Really gone crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's losing it. It's losing it. But what? Have hope. <laughs> oh yeah. Have oh, yeah. hope. Hope. Uh, one more time, sweetheart. Let us know. Let everybody know where they can follow you at. You know, and and uh, I have your information. I'm going to be reaching out to you. Um, I really enjoyed okay. you. you. I really enjoyed your company. Shouts out to William for putting this together for us tonight. And man. Yes. This ain't gonna be your last time on here. I trust and believe that. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, amen. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here again. I thank you so much. Um, you can find me at adoseofhope.org. That is my hub. So if you're looking for me, that's the best place to start. Or you can Google search a dose of hope radio. Um, and please jump in there and listen to a couple of episodes. I mean, you you definitely will be inspired. So you can find us there. Um, this, again, Half Hope 2.0 is our theme song. It is on YouTube under the Dose of Hope Radio YouTube page. Um, it's going to be coming out next year on a collection called the J.F. Kelly Collection. And so um, I'm excited about what's going to happen with it. I'm already amazed at what God is doing with it. And so that's what we intend to do, to keep inspiring the masses. So, I mean, Google uh, wrote that it was, Google News wrote that it was a song for the nation. And so I wow. really hope that that's what God has in, in, in mind for it. So we'll see. Well, we're going to make sure that uh, we get it into a lot of the uh, DJs that uh, promote gospel music. I promise you that. And uh, get it well, into some you. radio stations and stuff like that, you know. And uh, I appreciate try you. to help you as much as, much as we can um, here on the Hilltop Radio Show. I promise you that. Yes, ma'am. Well, I thank you. I thank you. And if there's anything I can do for you as well, please just let me know. Do not hesitate. Oh, I already told Will that I'm going to be contacting you anyway with the graphics for, for, for my show. So, hey, we're going to be talking. Man. Yes. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't going to be like, oh, this is going to be the last oh, okay. time you heard from PJ Sean. Not to, no, sir. We're going to be talking soon. <laughs> please. I'm right. Sounds good to me. All right, you have have an awesome (laughs) night and an awesome weekend, and I will be in touch with you real soon. Trust me. 
All right. Well, thank you. And you guys all be blessed. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, <laughs> all right you guys. This is the Gospel Radio Show. That is Miss Hope Cherie right here on the Hilltop Radio Show. Now, you guys already know what time it is now. It is 10 o'clock. The kids are in bed. And and we got Mr. Uh-oh. Dr. Terry Moore is in the house. Yeah. What's going right. on? <laughs> What's, What's up, man? I was, I was looking at the clock. I was like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. I'm here. That's right. This is where uh, 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 Mr. No Weber can be open and honest with, with everything now, boy. Yeah, you've been, yes. you've been waiting for yes. this all week. He said, damn, it ain't Wednesday yet, but it's Wednesday right now. <laughs> Terry, man, again, man, uh, welcome to the show, man. And again, you know, you, you have been a real uh, inspiring uh, young man, man, and bringing us knowledge, uh, you know, not only to uh, people, but, you know, couples, married couples and individuals that really, um, I, I really, I get a lot of what you teach us. I get a lot of what you, uh, you know, I receive, no, let me say, let me say, I receive everything that you, you tell us and everything is a difference between listening and receiving. Listening and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I hear him. Receiving is getting it, understanding it, and keeping it inside, you know, on the other side of the brain or however, yeah. wherever you put it at. So I receive everything that you teach us, you know, from day one, man. And again, that. thank you. Thank you. You know, you're a busy dude. You got a lot of hats you wear, man. And for you to take time, an hour each week out of your time, man, and, and, jo- and doing it for us here on the show, man. Thank you again, brother. Seriously. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on here every week, man. It's, listen, I, I enjoy hanging out with you guys. All right. All right, man. All right. So so last week, man, we talked about, uh, you know, maybe getting into a little bit uh, about, um, you know, sexual assault, you know, uh, women, you know, the, you know, uh, rape and things like that. And then, uh, trying to get into a new relationship, but that, you know, still is in back of, you know, his or her mind and trying to overcome that and getting into a new relationship. What, what are some, uh, what are some things that we, you know, okay. So that I, you know, I, I married a lady, a female that's been through that. What are some things that we and me, my say myself can work on to, say that man did i make the did i make a bad choice you know this woman don't want me to touch her she don't want to you know don't want me to hug her you know don't want to make love to me so so tell us what we should do you know to overcome this you know this to make it a perfect relationship yeah great question can you hear me okay yes sir yes sir okay great so you know, what, what men have to understand is that uh, what, what we tend to do is we make it about us. And people do that. That's a, that's a human emotion. And that when she doesn't want us to touch her or hold her or make love to her, it's not about us. We have to understand that she's going through some stuff, and we have to practice patience and understanding 
And instead of saying, you know, what, what's wrong with me and how come you don't want to touch me, don't want me to touch you, it should be more of what can I do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes women just want you to be there. They don't want you to, you know, they don't want you to always have to uh, give give it up, per se, because, you know, a lot of times when men uh, are pushing up on a woman, it's all about them. And I'll tell you a story one time I'll never forget. I remember a friend told me years ago that she was dating this guy. They had been dating for a couple of years. And one night she was just sick, sick, throwing up. She's got a fever and everything. And the dude that she dated says, you know, hey, I was just calling to see what you're up to. And she's like, oh, I've been sick all day. I haven't gotten out of bed. He said, well, I'll come over and help, you know, I'll be there for you. Which she was like, this is great. This guy wants to be here for me. He climbs in bed and picks up his clothes, climbs in bed next to her. And he's trying to feel her up while she's sick. She's wow. like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm sick. And he's like, baby, I just, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't help it. Every time I'm near you, like, she's sick. And finally she says, and she tells me the story, I just, sick as a dog, I just gave it to him so he could leave me alone. Wow. And see, again, as men, not all men, but the majority of men, we make it about ourselves. What can I get out of this? And wow. through a traumatic experience, the best thing that you can do is show her, I understand. I, I care for you enough. It's not about me. It's about you. And she'll appreciate that. Wow. She's sick and everything, and he worried about getting a nut. <laughs> wow. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Um. So, does so before you get into going back to what I was saying, Terry, you you got to really communicate before you before you want go any further in a relationship if he or if he or her went through some you know went through an ordeal like that, right? You just that, that comes to communication and honesty that we've talked about before in relationship, correct? Yeah, you have to have communication. You have to have honesty because, see, um, w- w- what's going to happen is, and we're just going to say that the, the woman in this situation was the victim of abuse. She has to very early on communicate that to the guy. That way he'll understand and know what's going on because she may say, listen, uh, there may be times that I'm going to back away from you. There may be times when you try to make love to me and I freak out on you. And if she tells him that early on, she's giving him an opportunity to say, okay, this is not something I can deal with right now, so I don't think we should be in a relationship. Or he may say, Listen, I'm glad you told me. I know, how do you want me to handle it? See, that's got to be one of the questions. Uh, when when I get into a relationship and one that I'm really interested in, one of the questions I will ask her, when you are having a bad day, what is it that you want me to do? That is one of the biggest questions I ask. If, if, if we're dating 
and we're talking about taking it to the next level and be, listen, when you're having a bad day, when you're being stressed, because she may tell me, I don't want you to do anything but just sit there. You don't, don't try to talk to me. Don't try. And now I know how to handle it. She may say to me, uh, if I'm having a bad day, I just need you to hold me. And then I'll know that's what she wants. But see, we have to have those, those lines of communication open because we as, as adults, and, and same thing for women that are dealing with men that have been traumatized and abused, you have to know what that is in order to be able to give it to them. You can't assume that everything is for everybody. Um, I can't assume that if I'm with a girl that's been in an abusive relationship, that when she's breaking down and having an experience and crying, that first thing I need to do is say, you need to snap out of that. Uh, you, you, you've been crying all day, and you need to toughen up because that's what the other girl that I need to do for her. But this girl here may be somebody different, but I didn't have that conversation with her. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's understandable. Um, Ms. Peggy, anything you want to add or ask about on that subject? Um, I just want to add that, yes, um, there has to be a line of communication. Uh, there has to be trust uh, that you can be open enough with this person to trust them, you know, with information like this traumatic uh, issue, you know, this happened to me, this situation happened, and I feel this type of way about it, and um, hopefully your partner, you know, is that understanding and will be that energy, um, and if you're sick, you know, they're going to cook, or you you need that, yeah, that safety, you know, there, and when you don't have that, then that's when there's yeah, there's, you know, it's all one-sided then. If you don't have a partner that's your friend, um, that friendship base, then it kind of starts off, if it starts off one-sided, usually it will end up that way and worse. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that, that's what I have to add, so that the trust has to be there to, in order to, you know, to the, open up and welcome them into your life to share the other experiences that we have with them. DJ Sean? Uh, Mr. Noevin? Yes, I just want to ask, is there a list of time? Like, say, for instance, that, you know, somebody had a traumatic experience and 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 you're trying to, you know, converse with them and find out what it is. Uh is there, and, and they say, well, I want to talk about it right now, you know, but you want to talk about it. How do you handle that? You want to know what's going on, but then they say, well, I don't want to talk about it no more. What, 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 what should you do? So if, if the question is for me, I, that's a great question. You know, when somebody's, first of all, it, it comes back down to, that question, it comes back down to that conversation beforehand. When you have a bad day, um, my, my thing is this. One of the things I always say 
when I get into a relationship is make make it that I, I that I know it's not me that you know if if a girl comes in and she and me and her are dating and we're in a relationship and she comes in and she's got an attitude and I'm saying to her okay what's the matter why you got an attitude and she's giving me the silent treatment of course I'm going to think at some point okay, I did something wrong. And now I'm, I'm thinking, okay, did I get to take the garbage out? Maybe I didn't fold the laundry like I said I was going to do it, or maybe she's upset that uh, and, uh, no milk in the fridge. Now I'm going through a mental evaluation. And that is actually mental abuse because she's not telling me and communicating to me. And now what I am doing to myself is beating myself up trying to figure out what's wrong. But if you have that conversation beforehand, listen, I know when, when you get upset, how do you how do you react? And she'll say, I just shut down. I don't want to talk about it. If I get upset, you're, I'm just going to want to go into the bedroom, close the door, because I need to some time alone. At that point, you have to say to her, I understand that, but you have to let me know when I say what's the matter, you have to say, just give me some time. It's not about you. Just give me some time. That's not about me. And let her do her thing, go into the room, close the door. But when you're ready to talk, I'm here. Now, that conversation may never happen. But at least she knows, hey, when you're ready to talk, I'm here. But she may not want to talk about it. She may come to me three weeks later and say, remember back in July when I came home, I was upset about something. Oh, yeah, yeah, what was that about? Now she's ready to talk. And now you can say, cool, tell me what's going on. But you can't force somebody that's not ready to talk because you want to know what's going on. You can't force a person to say, Tell me what's going on. Because, see, we as men, we want to fix things. And tell me what's going on. What, what, what I need to do? Tell me. So we beat ourselves up because we're, we're fixers. We're just by nature, especially if we really care about the person, we're trying to fix it for us. But the majority of women will tell you, I don't need you to fix it. I need you just to listen. But right now I'm not ready to talk about it. But when I and I am ready to talk about it, don't fix it. Just listen to me. And that's what we as men have to understand. Uh, I'm going to tell you this real quick story of how I learned that lesson. Blair Underwood uh, was married to a young lady named Desiree, and he tells a story about five, six years ago, how they were driving home one night, and she started talking about her job, about having a bad day. Uh, my boss was doing this, and my coworkers were doing that, and I'm so fed up with this. He goes into fix-it mode. Baby, well, you need to talk to your boss and tell your boss, and you need to talk to the coworker. Don't let the coworker. He said, baby, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Wow. Wow. Everybody got dead silent on that one. 
Right. I know, right? I know, right? Yeah. I don't even know where to go from that one, Terry. <laughs> I don't know, should I go to a commercial hey, break I, I or like, what? I was like, did I, hey, did I disconnect? Wait a minute. Am I still on the call? <laughs> No, nah, but it made it made sense, you know. You know, like when something made sense, the whole room gets quiet. And everybody's <laughs> like, "Ooh, how do we, how do we uh power up from that one?" I'm like, "Damn, should I go to a commercial and come back?" You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Let me go to a commercial and we'll be right back on that one. <laughs> Have you lost your phone service? There's a new alternative, Everybody's Phone Company. For more information, go to everybody'sphonecompany.com or you can call 713-268-1610. So don't go without phone service. Contact Everybody's Phone Company. All right, now we're back. There we go. Everybody's live and well now. It is Wednesday night. We're on board with Mr. Terry Moore. Dr. Terry Moore is in the house. All right, Mr. No Webber, man, uh, go ahead and ask a question, brother. Go ahead. I, I just I just want to say this, and this may sound harsh. Please, all the listeners and people that's on the host and 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 and, and all of that. I, I just I think about this sometimes. Like, okay, just say for instance that you 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 have a problem with your mate, male or female. You've talked it out. You've talked it out. You talked it out. But they still kind of like having a problem with it. Is there a point in the relationship that you say, hey, we need you need to get over this? That might sound insensitive, but is there a point when you say, hey, listen, we've talked this, you know, blah, 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 we, we, I mean, when, when you going to get past this? Is, is that okay to say that without, and then not be harsh or insensitive? But I, I mean, I mean, it depends on the situation. If she's mad at you because you didn't take the garbage out Tuesday night and she's got this attitude about taking the garbage out and, you know, now she's giving you the cold shoulder. It's going on Wednesday. She's still not talking to you. At some point, yeah, you could say at some point, like, hey, okay, you're still mad at me about the garbage. But see, but then another question I would have after that is why is, what is it with the garbage? Because, see, when somebody is mad that you didn't do something, um, there's always, not all the time, but there's always an underlying reason why they're mad. So, for example, I'm going to use the garbage as an example. If, let's say, for example, you were supposed to take the garbage out Monday night. You forgot to do it. It's now Wednesday. She's still giving you the cold shoulder. But you asked her, and I'm just saying, you know, men and women, you said, why are you getting so mad about the garbage? She's got to be woman enough to say, not say, because you said you were going to take it out, and you didn't take it out, and I'm mad at you, but she's got to be able to say, listen, when I was 14 years old, I had a traumatic experience with in the garbage, and so that's why it bothers me so much. Because there's always, not all the time, it's just always, but the majority of the time there's an underlying issue why a person is mad. and But that person has to be, whether it's a guy that's mad or the girl is mad, they should be able to say at one point, I don't like this because this is why I don't like it. I've had an experience with this when I was, don't even have to be when you were younger. Five years ago, I my my to do something with the garbage can. I used to hate it. 
Now, something like that, okay, that you got to get over. You you told me, you know, I'll start doing You can't be mad at me forever for the garbage can. But on a situation where it's more traumatic and a person was beat up or, or almost died, you can't say to that person, you got to get over it because that's something more deeper. That person needs counseling. That person needs to find out why they're so mad, and you can't tell that person you can't be mad anymore. Because, see, I will say this, and it's going to sound weird, but we are, I, I feel like, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean when we're time travelers. When you're talking to someone, let's say you're talking to a girl who 10 years, 20 years ago, she got raped. And you're talking to her, and she said, well, the reason I don't really like you touching me in certain places because 20 years ago when I was in high school, uh, I got raped. And then she starts to cry. I will say when I see that, oh, she went back to that place. It's like she's revisiting. She's in a sense traveling back to that place because she's reliving that emotion and she's crying because she went. If you ever see somebody on TV and they're doing an interview about a traumatic experience and all of a sudden as they're telling you the story that happened 30 years ago, they start to cry, I will immediately say, oh, they just went back to that place. Mm-hmm. Physically or here, but mentally and spiritually, they went back, and that's why the emotions is coming up. Wow. So, so what do you do at that point when you're talking and they go back to that to that situation that you know scored them or you know upset them, and you know uh, you know going back in time that that place that that dark place that they don't want nobody to know. You know, you don't know, and then you're talking and you bring it up. So so what are you supposed to do, just jump off the subject, talk about something else? Because, you know, you got some people you, that are hard-headed that won't do that. You have to decide for yourself whether you're the woman that's dealing with a man that's been abused or you're a man dealing with a woman that's been abused. You have to decide for yourself and everybody is different, how long you're willing to put up with it. You have to say, listen, I love you, but we've been dealing with this for two years, and I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yep. You have to be yep. honest with yourself, because if not, you will wind up, with, without even intending to do it, abusing her again. Verbally, mentally, you need to get over it. You know, we this has been going on two years now. Why are you still upset about something that happened 20 years ago? That's abuse. So you don't want to become the person that now that is, is chastising and blaming her. Like a, a, a perfect example, what we do as men, sometimes women do it too, but men do it as well too, when we hear this guy, this guy raped me. Woman says, this guy raped me. And sometimes what men would do, well, did you come on to him? Were you flirting with him? You would wearing what? 
that's now we're, we're putting that person, we're blaming them, putting them back through the same anguish, making it just dressing a certain way. Oh, you're too flirty, you're too touchy. That again, being an abuser, whether it's mentally, physically, verbally, or sexual, anything that you're doing, you're hurling words and and fists is an abuse. It's an assault. Yeah, because we had uh, we had um, last night we had an artist on last night. Was it last night? Yeah, it was last night, and. Um, Right, what did he? What did he say? No weapon. Uh, no what? The artist that we had on last night, Terry, he said that he was uh, his uh, something about assaulted, and so I was like, that was that's domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't remember what night. I think it was last night. I can't remember. And 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 I can say, and I'm just gonna go off subject a minute. I can see myself getting better now as far as my my brain-wise because now I'm going back to where I got to write stuff down because now I came out to the kitchen the other day, and I was like, what the hell I come out to the kitchen for? I said, oh, I'm, I'm back, I'm back, you know, so, yeah, because now before I could, you know, going through this, I could remember stuff, you know, like, it, you know, my brain is like brand new. Now it's like it's going back to the old, you know, everything is starting to, Mm-hmm. Get back and get back in the issue, but yeah, I think it was last night. I think it was last night's show. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think last night's show. I, I just what, can't. What, what I, you... I, I can't remember. I can't remember uh, who it was, how we got to that point. He was, you know, we just jumped on that. He just jumped on that subject. So then I was like, well, you know, that's. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the show, Terry, and then I'll have, you know, I have it for you. For you, and I'll uh, okay. inbox it to you or something like that, or email it to you cool. uh, tomorrow. Okay. Then you can, job. yeah, we can we can touch on it next week. Yeah, but um, okay, cool. Yeah, let me get off of it because it's gonna tear my brain up. Because now I'm back, I'm <laughs> back. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but Terry, um, people that are out there listening, I know we still got some time. I just want to do this real quick. People out there that are listening, uh, where where can they go to like ask you a private question? You know, they want to stay anonymous. You know what I mean? They don't want you know uh, their name out there. Where where can they message you at? Where can they go to uh, ask you a question or you know? Yeah, con- that's a great question. They can, they can actually hit me up on uh, Instagram. And uh, I'm at uh, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, underscore Mora, M-O-O-R-E-R. Uh, they can actually text me directly on my cell phone, 8732-4499. That's definitely a way to be anonymous because if you message me on Instagram, then, you know, I'll see the profile. But if they really want to be, like, you know, discreet, they can hit me up, 678 678- Seven three two four four nine nine, and say, "Hey, I heard your your message uh, on the radio, and I have a question." Text them back, you know my my feedback. So, so Terry, uh, back on to what we were we were discussing. Uh, here's another uh, question I want to ask. With that, so so say you you're dating a girl and everything, and you sit down, and she's you know she's telling you you, you know her life story, what she's been through, traumatized and stuff as a 
you know, her uncle raped her, you know, her father raped her and stuff like that. Um, But you really digging this, you really digging her, you know, she having problems again with being intimate, you know, holding hands and, you know, stuff like that. And you really want to be with her. Would you suggest patience or suggest getting help like with a with psychiatrist or something? What 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 would he oh, or yeah, she do in that? Both yeah. of them. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely both. Uh, for, for let's say it's me. For myself, I need to practice patience, but she needs to also look at counseling. Listen, we can go to counseling together. If she's for that, if she's like, listen. You know, I need you to go with me. Um, I'm all for that because, you know, if I can support her. And see, this is the thing that we have to understand, too, is that there's so many ways to be intimate that doesn't always involve the physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're really into someone and you say to that person, hey, baby, have you eaten today? Hey, baby, how was your day? Are you okay? Do you need anything? That's another form of intimacy because Mm -hmm. it's showing that person that you care. Um, She may be fine with, listen, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to sit real close to you. We're going to be shoulder to shoulder. That way, that's her way of sort of compromising and saying, "I'm I'm not ready to just hold your hand right now. But I'm going to sit next to you, and we're just going to be shoulder to shoulder. And I'll know what that means, because when she comes and sits next to me and, and she's, like, leaning up against me, I can smile at her and say, okay, I, I know what you're doing. That's what's up. Okay, that's cool. And I have to be okay with that. hmm Yeah. But, again, if I'm not okay with it, then, then that's not the relationship for me. Right. Okay, that's understandable. So, so Terry, I got another. Uh, no weapon or Miss Peggy, you guys got any questions uh, for Terry? Because I'm getting ready to move on to a next one that just popped up in my head. I, I uh, do. No, I sir, do. DJ I, Sean, go right ahead, sir. But she can go before me. Uh, go, no, she don't have any. Go ahead, weapon. I want to say this. What do you, let, let's let's look at from the other side of the fence. What do you say to the woman that that comes in contact with the man? Who may have been sexually abused by a woman or sexually abused by a man, and he and he's doing everything he can to be intimate with a, with his girl or his wife, but he's kind of hesitant because he's thinking, "Hey, slow down. I had a girl do this to me before when I was a kid, or maybe I was an adult." What advice do you have to the women? It, it's really going to be around the same thing because the women has to also practice patience. And she has to understand that this is something that he went through. You know, it, it, everything in relationship comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. Because the woman has to be able to talk to the guy and says to him, what, I mean, what can I do? There, there's a song that comes to mind that is so um, impactful, even though it was written back in the 80s. But Howard Hewitt has a song out called Show Me. I and, knew you were going to say in that. His song, yeah, and so show me is one of the dopest songs. Because he said, yeah. you have how far to let this go. Show me. Mm-hmm. And so 
we have to we have to practice that. See, when we get into a relationship, we want to rush because it's, again, it's all about what I want, not what you want. I don't care what you want. It's a, what can I get out of this? But in a real relationship, when a person is hesitant, you have to say those words that how he says. You have to let me know how far to let this go. Show me. That's right. Yeah, I know he's gonna say show me because that was that was one of his biggest hits. That was yeah. one of his biggest hits, exactly. And the words are deep. The words he keeps he's saying in the song, like you know, show me how to love you. Show me, you know, yep. like that. Sometimes, you know, I have been in relationships where I have actually said to the young lady, "You lead, I'll follow. You just show me what you're comfortable with." You know, mm-hmm. if you want to hold hands, I'm going to wait for you to grab my hand. If, if you don't grab my hand when we're sitting down, I know you're not ready. When you're ready to kiss, you you make the first move. And you let me know that it's okay. Now, once she lets me know, like, she's grabbing my hand and she's kissing me, then I know she's okay with it, and then I'll take the lead. But we as men, we just think that, you know, I know she won't. I know she's interested in me. And we wind up making, and I'll tell you, an impact on me. But when I lived in New York, and this is back in the 80s, I was hanging out with this young lady who, I'll leave her nameless, but she's sort of like, she's a celebrity, like not a celebrity in the way of like a Halle Berry, like, but she's a celebrity among music fans and I was hanging out with her one day and we was at this event and living in New York I said to her when she got ready to leave hey you getting ready to leave can you give me a ride to the subway she's like no problem so she we're talking laughing and joking she's taking me to the subway and as we're parked in front of the subway I'm getting ready to get out so I can go down the stairs and go home we're talking and I lean in Thinking, interested. I lean in and start kissing her. I mean, tongue down her throat, and it hit me. <laughs> Wait a minute, she ain't kissing me back. And I realized I made a mistake. That I assumed because I'm in my twenties that all women want me. That taught me a big lesson on how to be humble. And listen first. You didn't get your face smacked. And I smacked never her. made that mistake again. You didn't get your face smacked. No, she didn't. But she was looking at me like Negro. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, damn. I was like <laughs> so embarrassed, like ah. Oh, and it ruined a good friendship too. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. ruined a good friendship. And I mean, I see on TV every once in a while. I'm like, dang, that that's that, that friendship. If I did reach over, if I did reach over, if I did reach over, did that word, definitely. If I was just finished, so from that day on, I live a gentleman life. I don't care if I think she's interested. I'm gonna always be a gentleman now. Right. Anything else there, Mister No Weapon? You know I do. Um, 
this say for instance you meet this girl and and I, the only reason I say meet this girl is because I don't know too many men that actually say what I'm about to say. There are some, but it's not. It's more women that say this. Say for instance that you're digging this shit, okay? And and y'all been conversing, hanging out for maybe you know one a month or two, and she says she says this. She says I want to be celibate. Okay, but she wasn't celibate with anybody else. She just want to be celibate with you. As a man, how do you handle that? I got to respect it. If she's, listen, if she's like, I want to be celibate with you, but I ain't been celibate with nobody else, that's a decision. I got to respect it. Now, that does not that does not mean that I have to stay. I can say to her, listen, I'm digging you, and that's all good, but I'm not trying to be with anybody who wants to be celibate. I can say that. Or I can say I respect that. I understand, baby. Listen, when you're ready, I'm ready. It could go either way. But but she wasn't celibate with anybody else, though, but she wanted to tell you that she wanted to be celibate. You were, would you still, like, want to stick around, but even though she wasn't celebrating with anybody else? Yeah, because the thing about it is this. It could be a reason why she wants to be celibate with you. It could, it could be, you know what, all these other dudes that I was messing with, I know they wasn't about anything, but I like this guy. I'm really feeling this guy. But I don't want to rush it, and then all of a sudden I ruin it with this guy. So I want to take my time with this dude because I really i am liking him and I'm feeling him. And I don't want him to think of me a certain way because I rushed. So I'm going to be, I'm going to hold off because this Negro here could be my husband. And I, now that could be one of the reasons that That's, she wants to be celibate. I, I probably, I'm just going to be in my opinion, DJ Stone, you could, we, we can move on. I'm probably not going to stick around too long because I'm going to feel like that, you know, that you wasn't celibate with anybody else. You know, you might be trying to pull the covers over my ass because I I actually done this before. In 2008, I was engaged to a girl. I can't call her name because she might be listening. I was engaged to a girl. Said I wanted to have sex till I get, I didn't want to have sex till I get married. Well, we didn't we didn't we didn't we, we we got engaged, but we didn't we didn't get married. And then when she broke up with me, she got pregnant by somebody else. So so I, I'm I'm looking like a fool is because you gave it to him and got pregnant, but I couldn't get it. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm everybody looking like, bro. She set you up for the okie doke. Like, don't you ever do that again with no chick? So I made the decision. I, I I don't know how long I'm gonna wait, but it ain't gonna be long because you ain't gonna okie doke me no more. And yeah, and definitely, and I, I understand and agree with. But yeah, because like I say, when she says she wants to be, definitely has choice. But again, it's your choice on if you want to deal with that. Yeah, she probably, I mean, you know, in the beginning, she probably thought, you know, it probably been, could have been attraction, you know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. You ever thought about that? Uh, no weapon? I like you, DJ, no, sir. I no, like you, no, DJ, no, sir. I'm just being real with you. I'm just being real with you, man. You know, you know, um, I mean, I ran into that, too. You know, women, oh, I don't want to do anything because 
I want to wait on my husband. Then I said, okay, you know, I respect that. Move on. Then, you know, the next thing you know, the girl's pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, maybe it's something that I said or or something that I've done. I mean, I've been through that a lot. Um, but, so, but, but what if it's not about you, but more so about her and her self-esteem? Well, I didn't think about it that way. Cause I, cause I told her, I said, "Girl, I know you, I know you got, I know you got that pussy, cause I know you carrying it on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know where, where that pussy at? I know you got it on you. <laughs> I just bring some humor to. I'm just trying to make uh, no weapon laugh. You know, he's serious though. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna laugh. I'm laughing behind the I'm laughing behind the music. No. Nah. Nah. Hey, let me let me ask you something. That young lady. Without saying any names that got pregnant, is she still with the guy she got pregnant by? And oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it could have been more about her selfish than anything else because, and I, like I said, I, I'm just saying, I don't know for sure, but it, it seemed to me, and then unless I know more about it, it really seemed like it, it was something more on her side because when she left you, the first thing she did was go with somebody else and get pregnant. And she, and she did, it, it would have been different if you would have said, yo, they've been married and they got three more kids. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, but but when you say, yeah, she's married, you know, she she uh, got pregnant, but she's not with the guy, then to me it seemed like it, it might have been something with her. Yeah, I, I, I didn't appreciate it anyway. I was actually hurt by it. I started to cry, but my homeboys was around me, so I ain't really crying. <laughs> <laughs> I that. I was saying that. Oh, yeah, but you know, yeah. Listen, as dude, we always we're always skeptical when a woman's like, uh, "I'm celibate. I'm not doing anything," and you're like, "Okay, I," you know, yeah, definitely, definitely, your 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 antennas go up because. You're like, okay. Now, some women are legit. They're like, again, like I say, I don't want to mess it up with you. You know, I don't want you to think of me a certain way. But then on the other side, when they're like, I'm going to be celibate, you're like, okay, what's up? What's really up with that? So I get mm-hmm. that. I understand that. Yeah. That's crazy. Miss Peggy, you, you, you want to, I know you're the only female on here. Anything you want to say? <laughs> Um, just that, um, this information is so, I, I love these conversations and these shows, uh, sir, just because of, well, everyone's knowledge, um, the questions, um, it, it's very much appreciated and very much needed. Um, air societies, I think that we need more of these platforms uh, just because of the generations um, that we have now, the younger generation. Um, I, I just see there's a lot people taking each other for granted, that type thing, not really appreciating what they truly have and just building what they have, you know, together, um, making a better world, a better home for their children. Um, you know, it does just, building a bigger, stronger relationship. Um, y'all just give us 
you know, faith in humanity, what's what we have left in, on this earth. And that's what I wanted to say, DJ Sean, and thank you so much. All right. Um, uh, Terry, we got like nine minutes, well, eight minutes left. This is what I want to do, and then I want you to uh, finish up with uh, the legal aid again. Um, the question that I want to ask you, Terry, for next week, and then I want uh, No Weapon and Peggy, I want you guys to invite one guest on next Wednesday night. Uh, and I'm going to do the same too. Um, is Terry is around, it's holiday time. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Uh, you know, relationships are going to get, you know, uh, tricky as far as financial, um, and relate what I want to ask you, what should we do if we have a spouse that wants to spend a lot of money? Uh, during the holiday season and knowing that we have a ton of bills. So what, you know what I mean? What should we do, you know, as a, you know, as a family, how should we, you know, go through the holiday season? You know, we got this pandemic going crazy. What are some tips that you can give, you know, our listeners and people that are listening, uh, you know, uh, you know, we can do this, you know, and this will be the topic of next week's show, if you don't mind. And then we'll, we'll all invite a, a friend or a family member on with us, um, that, yes, you know, yes. that that's married or engaged or have a boyfriend, uh, girlfriend, or, you know, have kids or something like that. What should we do? Because, you know, you know, when first of the year comes, everybody's broke and then, then yeah. that's the high time for divorcing and people breaking up and separating yeah. and things like that. So um, I want to jump on that topic, if you don't mind, um, next Wednesday night here on Hilltop, if you don't yeah. mind. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. And that gives, yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Terry, and, uh, you know, uh, we'll finish up tonight with uh, the legal aid again. You know how important is to have legal aid in, in, you know, in your life as a, you know, a individual, a couple, you know, a, a whole family. Yeah. How important is it? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's real important. Having a service, you know, and I'll definitely say this, is that, you know, I always said better to have and not need than to need and not have. And a lot of people will say, well, I don't need legal show because I don't anything bad. I'm not a criminal. But as I mentioned before, we are in a legal society. And, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Is now getting a speeding ticket, and especially in the state of Georgia, over a certain speed limit. If you're doing, you know, 20-something over the speed limit, that now becomes reckless driving. That becomes almost like a felony in some states. Mm. And so you want to be able to have legal representation. A lot of times we are very reactive instead of being proactive. And, you know, when something bad happens, that's when we're struggling now trying to find out, you know, who do we call because now all of a sudden we're scared and we're trying to get it get it handled. But, you know, just like you have car insurance, just have, like you have life insurance, you know, you prepare for when something happens that you you got it under situation control. Because when you're reactive, it's going to cost you more. And I literally picked up the phone yesterday, contacted my law firm, because I had a business question about my business. You know, I also do I work with small business owners who need legal services, 
and the law firm called me back, answered my question. I didn't have to worry about, okay, this is going to cost me X amount of dollars. Uh, basically answered the question, and uh, we talked for about 15 minutes, and I was good to, you know, to operate my business. So it's something that's needed. More people need to have it because, again, we have to stop being reactive because that's going to cost us a lot more money in the long run. Okay. And also, Terry, uh, you know, business, and, and I'm glad you mentioned the business, and, and I'm going to – I know we still got some time left. How important is it starting up a company and getting making sure your paperwork is right? Like getting an LLC, uh, uh, registering that company, trademarking that company. How are all those things important? Because you got people that wake up every day. Oh, I want to start a record label. Um, no mad records and stuff. And then you have someone that comes along and says, Oh, I'm gonna start a company. No mad records. LLC it, and then get a trademark and copyright with the government, and then you're getting sued for using that name. How, you know, business-minded people, how important is it to make yeah, sure you I mean, have your yeah, paperwork we, right? Yeah, it, it, it's crazy to me because, you know, people will start a company without any background knowledge. Now, it's funny because I literally just had Legal Shield do my, my LLC about two months ago. And they did the they did the EIN number. They did all the paperwork for me. They sent all the information into the state of Georgia for me. And one thing they actually caught me off guard with, that's something I wouldn't have thought about, is mm-hmm. that once they finished all the paperwork, they did say, okay, now you've got to pay $40 so that we can run an ad, classified ad, in the news, your local newspaper announcing your company. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't have known about that. I, I, not something I wouldn't have thought about. I, I know about EIN numbers and, you know, checking and making sure. But I wouldn't have thought about running an a, a ad in a local paper announcing my business. So I paid the uh, – they actually wrote – Legal Show actually wrote the letter for me to take to the newspaper. Oh, and wow. explaining exactly why I was placing an ad. All I did was go to the local newspaper, pay the $40. Now, what's crazy about that is after I did that, I started getting letters in the mail because now my my company is listed, and people were saying, you need to put your ad in a and we're going to charge you $180 to do that because you need to do that by law. Any better... I would have paid one of these companies something crazy because now they're telling me I need to do that. But because I had legal shield, I already knew. When they sent me the information, I'm, I'm like looking at these other companies like they don't even know I've already done that. My law firm has already taken care of it. So, yeah, we, we go into business thinking like, you know, we don't need, <laughs> we don't need legal counsel and a legal team and wind up getting ourselves into legal trouble. Absolutely true. Like 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 back home, they like we have hill you know hilltop day. I was like, if I really wanted to be you know ignorant and everything, I could stop all that because I have all rights to the hilltop. Right. Because I own yeah. it. No one thought about it. Yeah. When I when I went and got when I created hilltop radio show, I went and got my LLCs. I went and got a trademark. When it got copyright, so. If I really want to be, I yeah. could go to the sheriff's office, show them my paperwork, and shut it down, you know, if I want to. Right. 
But it's a tradition. Right. Exactly. It's a tradition, you know, in that in that certain place in Maryland where I grew up at. That hey, you know, that's a word that's been used way before, you know, I got to high school and stuff. But I just took it and kept using it, you know, for to my advantage as far as business with the radio. So I could do that if I yeah. really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, talk. Yeah, There's nothing before, they can do uh, about it. Yeah. Exactly. And before you guys go to um, this this Friday, October 29th, I believe it's 2 p.m. Pacific time, I believe, but I'm going to be doing a entertainment Zoom with a bunch of people from the entertainment and the music industry. We're going to actually talk about Legal Shield this Friday. In fact, one of the young ladies that's going to be on the uh, Zoom actually works with Dr. Dre. So I'll be a guest speaker as well. So um, it's on my Facebook page, and uh, definitely text me. My number is 678-732-4499, and I'll be glad to send everybody the link so they can jump on and see how the entertainment industry is working with Legal Shield. What I'll do, Terry, is I'll put your number uh, in our chat box. So they they'll okay, have it cool. and they can text you if they you know if they want to jump on. Well, you know I'll be there, uh, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. All right, Mr. Moore, tell everybody where they can follow you at again on social media, my brother, and get a hold of you one more time. Hey, they can definitely reach out to me on Facebook. Just Google Terry Moore on Facebook. You'll see it under founder of LearnTheMusicBusiness.com. Instagram Terry underscore Moore. And uh, my phone number will be in the chat. Definitely text me if you got any questions, and I'll be glad to give you my feedback. All right. Once again, Dr. Terry Moore right here on the Hilltop Radio Show, man. Brother, again, man, one love to you, man. Thank you for everything you do, everything you bring to Thank us, man, knowledge and, and wisdom. Yeah, man, I'm going to make sure I, I put you on my Christmas list, my brother, so, you know. I appreciate I got you. that, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, man, you have, if I don't talk to you, any, well, I'll talk to you on Friday. So, if, if I don't see, hear from you anymore from then, Terry, I'll see you next week, my brother. Same place, same time, same channel. Sounds good. Sounds good. Good night, everyone. All right. Uh, Mr. No Weapon, uh, Ms. Peggy, see you guys tomorrow night uh, here on the uh, Hilltop Radio Show. We got uh, Zelda uh, Thomas. Uh, that is. Um, uh, Diana Ross's first cousin. She'll be on with us tomorrow night on the Jukebox Radio Show. So you guys okay. have a good night. So you guys have a good night and be blessed. Woo! Yes, indeed, baby. You are now tuned in to DJ Shine. On the H-I-L-L Top Radio Show What that is <laughs>